So welcome back to the baseball podcast. We're here with Brandon Plant, Israel Superfan and Ottawa Senators, of course. And uh, we're just going to do a, a recap of Team Israel's stunning win over Nicaragua. Tom couldn't be bothered to join us. So Brandon's really a better replacement. So that's uh, that's why he's here. So Brandon, you want to just take it away? Tell us what happened. Well, what happened is Israel down and out, came back in a massive way. And, you know, to the shout, shout out to the Nicaraguan team and their fans. I mean, I got to feel bad. I mean, they had that game in the bag until the eighth inning there. Um, through the first five innings, uh, 0-0 game, both pitching staff, both starting pitchers for both teams, Kramer and Nicaraguan starting pitcher. Sorry, I forget his name. It's escaping my mind. Uh, they were out of their minds, pitching fantastic. And, you know, at times, Israel had opportunities, and we'll talk about this now, I guess. Israel, in the first four or five innings, had the bases loaded twice. They had the bases loaded twice. They had nine runners on during that span. They went 0 for 5 in that span, okay? So in the first five innings, yeah, Nicaragua was pitching fantastic, but Israel was squandering opportunities. And then eventually in the sixth, Josh Wolf is in, Kramer's out, and Nicaragua would strike first with a single, I believe. Um, and that one, look, it was only a one nothing game going to that eighth inning where Israel would explode. But, I mean, it did not feel like a one nothing game there. I mean, Nicaragua, their fans really showed out there in Miami, a lot of Israel support too, but definitely a good amount of, if not the most amount of fans there in Miami were Nicaraguan fans. Um, they were going crazy when Crawford and Teller and these other relief guys for Nicaragua were striking out uh, Team Israel with the bases loaded, making them chase. I mean, some nasty stuff for a couple of pitchers who play in the Frontier League, the Independent League. I believe that's the same league as where the Ottawa Titans play. So it's kind of cool to see some guys in the same league where my hometown team plays. Uh, but they were playing really well. And I don't know about you, Ethan, but that pitcher, Crawford, the way he, uh, you know, his stance and his throw off the mound, kind of like a stutter step. It was really interesting, huh? Yeah, it was very interesting. It was it kind of reminded me of like a, an Asian style of pitching. Like they're not high velocity guy, a lot of movement and mm -hmm. a funky windup. And you could tell he was he was throwing them off. It was the kind of game. And I don't know if you got this feeling. I know we we're talking about it. It yeah. was the kind of game where it felt like just everything was going. Obviously, we wanted Israel to win. Everything was going like against us. You know what I mean? And it was like the strike, like the strike zone in the beginning of the game was massive. And they're calling pitches like you could tell it wasn't an MLB umpire behind the plate. And he was calling pitches like six inches out of the zone. And it was brutal. And then halfway through the game, it just changed. And I remember the the one run that, that Nicaragua scored. Look, <laughs> sorry, I, I'll send it to you too. But just look yes, at that. Yes, I'll put it up. It was brutal. And Man, if you look I... at that, if you look at that, it had Dean Kramer had one pitch that missed like an inch or two high that was called a strike, and everything else was Nicaragua laterally that was like six inches off the plate. And I remember Josh Wolf walked a guy. I forget exactly who it was that ended up coming around to score. And that was the one, one run difference. And that was like, I remember I tweeted, I was like, Josh Wolf is getting squeezed. And it was out of nowhere because it was this massive strike zone. And then all of a sudden it just shrunk down really, really small. And it was just little things like that, like that Jock Peterson double that ended up being a double, but at first like went the other way. And it was like all these little things where I was like, man, it's not happening. And then all of a sudden you want to tell us about the eighth inning? Yeah, look, and I think I'm glad you brought up the Jock Peterson thing. I lost it when when they said that was foul. I mean, how 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 um, how the yeah. hell did you see that as foul? I saw it from the TV. You're on the field, ump. I mean, that was a little crazy. But look, split second deci uh, decision. Sorry, it's easy as somebody sitting on a couch to say that stuff too. I have to say. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, they got the right. Call. They convened and they made the right call. So exactly. So no at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it looked like Israel was down and out and. Once again, credit to Nicaragua. I mean, they were playing fantastic baseball. And we were talking about this before we started recording. 
you know, Nicaragua against Puerto Rico on Saturday, they lost big time, but it wasn't actually as bad as a loss as it looked. They lost like 9-1, the total score. But at the fourth or fifth inning mark, they were tied 1-1 with Puerto Rico, which, by the way, we'll talk about it after, might be a good sign for Israel's chances against them. But in the four or five innings that they played, tied, you know, the pitching was fantastic, just like tonight. But the infield after the fifth inning collapsed for Nicaragua on Saturday. Now, today, we were talking about this. Every single line drive or big hit right to the first baseman, right to the third baseman or the second baseman, shortstop, whatever. The infield today, I really got to give them credit. Even the outfield, but the way they were shifting, uh, fantastic. I mean, the defense by Nicaragua today was unreal. So I got to give a little bit of a clap there. I, I gained a lot of respect today for the Nicaraguan program. They really played well. But in that eighth inning, I mean, Alex Dickerson already had a hit today. He let it off. After uh, not let off, but there was one out. He was up, got a second single of the day. And this is where Israel would absolutely go crazy. And it's actually unbelievable with five outs away, five outs away from potentially being relegated out of the WBC. Israel comes back miraculously. Alex Dickerson singles and the bottom of the order for Israel gets them going. Gold uh, Gold Farb, sorry, would score the tying run off of a Horwitz single. After, I think it was Dickerson that was taken out for Goldfarb because he has speed. So a massive single there from a bottom of the lineup guy in Horwitz. Triple-A guy from the Blue Jays. Massive to the left field. Just a little past the infield, but not that deep. So it was a little bit, what what would you call that? Like a little chop into left field, I guess you would call it? I would call it a seeing eye single. Yeah, we'll call it that. Thank you for that. Five hole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> little hockey reference love it uh so that tied it up the crowd there was a lot of israel fans there especially behind the dugout there at the third baseline going crazy i'm going crazy ethan we know you were going crazy too and then israel uh garrett stubbs the top of the lineup comes right back and garrett stubbs instantly becomes a team israel baseball legend a massive double to deep left center field off the wall. He scores Horowitz. He scores Wolanski. And Team Israel somehow leads again here. It's 3-1. They take a two-run lead. It's 3-1. After going into the bottom of the eighth, down by a run, they leave the bottom of the eighth, up by three, uh, up by two, with a three-run lead there with 3-1 to one over Nicaragua. And this was against one of the better pitchers in the tournament. You want to say his name? Jonathan Loisega. <laughs> Thank you. I have some trouble with that. <laughs> no he, he is one of the best pitchers for the New York Yankees, without a doubt. One of the best relief guys. And doing what we did there in that eighth inning, three runs, an explosive, explosive inning, frankly, to save Israel's chances at this tournament against their best pitcher, one of their most established, no, no, their most established player in the MLB on that team is incredible. It really shows the spirit that this team has. They pulled it off. And then in the top of the ninth, Nicaragua, clearly their spirit was crushed. I mean, how could it not be? One, two, three inning. Robert Stock closes the game as Israel takes down Nicaragua and opens up the tournament 1-0 and for the second time in their team history. They've opened the winning, uh, they've opened the tournament, sorry, in a winning fashion. 2-0 and in opening day games in the WBC for Israel, and they start 1-0. and And more importantly, as we mentioned a couple of times, more likely than not have likely avoided relegation with this win against Nicaragua, who likely will finish last in the pool now if everything goes to plan. 
Yeah, it was interesting the way you brought it up. I remember we were talking earlier about how Nicaragua, I felt like, was pretty much a perfectly managed team. I was really impressed with their coaching staff. I was also impressed with their fan base. I had no idea there were that many Nicaraguan fans in the Miami area, at least. Um, They they came out in force, so that was impressive to see uh, for a a team that recently qualified. But the thing I noticed was, like you said, they're positioned really well, and it seemed like every time they went to the bullpen, they went to exactly the right guy. They brought in uh, Teyer to to get a big ground ball double play off the bat of Danny Valencia, which was a bummer. Um, And so it was like every reliever they brought in was perfect, and it was basically you see them bridging the game to Loisiga. They were like, we can get two innings out of him. We can close the game out. He's our guy. We can do it. And the only time it fell apart was just because their ace reliever didn't have it. Like There's nothing you can do about that. So it's definitely a tough loss for Nicaragua. It's the kind of win we've come to expect from this Israel team. I haven't seen them, you know, issue a lot of blowouts, but they've definitely they just have a knack for winning. And and Garrett Stubbs, for sure, as a Phillies fan, I've seen him do that a couple of times. I remember he walked off the Marlins with his first career home run. That was kind of wild to see. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. I don't I want to get your thoughts on the Israel lineup. Garrett Stubbs was at third base. LeVarmway was behind the plate. Uh, Danny Valencia was out of the lineup, evidently sick. Yeah. Yeah. So look, Stubbs has, I believe, gotten some time at third with the Phillies before. So it's just a natural uh, slotting there for him. And I think it makes the most sense. He looked good early on. There was a couple of real hot shots to the third base corner. And there was a big one. I remember bringing back hockey, made a little bit of a blocker or a shoulder stop there using his shoulder a bit to stop it from going to the outfield. I mean, I, I think he looked great there. I, I would expect Valencia to come back to third, especially since he pinch hit today. Um, I would expect him to be at third tomorrow. But once again, I think Stubbs looked fantastic there. And yeah, no, that double, the deep left center field. I mean, I think that's one of the only times this game where uh, Nicaragua was out of position. I don't know how or why against a guy like Stubbs who, uh, with the bases loaded, a guy that has some power, you're so shallow in. I get moving closer to the infield you know, to try to cut off the, you know, the run, but it was already tied at that point. Uh, You should have challenged more defensively because, you know, you're leaving way too much space open there way too much for a guy like in the MLB, an MLB guy who, of course, he's known for his base contact, you know, just getting on base. He's not really known for the power, but he's an MLB guy. I mean, you should be expecting with the bases loaded, some sort of fastball or some sort of thing to challenge the uh, stubs over the plate that could be launched deep. And that's exactly what happened. So that was unfortunate as well. But I have a buddy of mine, big team Israel fan, Noah Luden, shout out to him, a Phillies fan as well. Uh, (laughs) Very, very excited. And he told me what we we saw today with Stubbs is what we see or what they see, sorry, often with the Phillies. Good batting, very good at plate, uh, very good, you know, batting performances. He makes the pitchers work. And then of course, in the, uh, you know, an offensive look at things, once again, looked great as well. And speaking of looking great, can we move it on to the pitching for a sec? Because Dean Kramer, holy cow, eh? Four innings, three hits, no earned runs, four Ks. What a dominant performance, huh? Oh, absolutely. And and one of the things I think that is probably the most important, and obviously this will come down to the Baltimore Orioles and whether or not they'll allow it, but Dean Kramer exited with 49 pitches, which is really important because if you get that 50 pitch mark, doesn't matter whether or not you're finishing in a bat, you have to have four days of rest, which would take him out of the tournament unless they advance, because that would be the fourth day. Um, But at 49 pitches, he only needs one day of rest. So they'll start Colton Gordon tomorrow. They'd probably give him another day off, but they have Dean Kramer to fall back on if they want to try and push another another outing out of him. So that's really big. He's hands down your best pitcher. And I and I noticed that he finished the fourth inning with 49 pitches. And I remember, I think it was Noah Berger was saying that they were saying, oh, you know, we're going to try and get everything out of Dean Kramer that we can. I expect him to see him out in the fifth. And they didn't. So you can tell they're definitely – 
even if it's one inning later on in relief or something, that's really big to be able to have Dean Kramer as a backup plan if you need to. So that was really big. But the the bullpen was amazing. Josh Wolf, he got he that was a tough walk to give up. He was getting squeezed. And then obviously the double that happens. Uh Richard Blyer came in and was incredible. Zach Weiss came in and was incredible. And Robert Stock shut things down. Excellent pitching from the Israel pitching staff. What did you think? hundred percent agree on those uh, points. And look, I think and I'm really happy you brought up the Dean Kramer point with the pitches. I didn't know that actually. So thank you for pointing that out. And I think that really makes things interesting. Of course, he's not going to play tomorrow. I would expect maybe Colton Gordon and maybe Robert Stock. If Israel has an actual chance midway through that game, if they're up somehow or they're tied or it's only one run lead for Puerto Rico, if they're in striking distance, maybe Robert Stock gets into that game as well. But, you know, I think Dean Kramer, we could definitely see him. I think Venezuela is a game where I think we could see Dean Kramer. I think Dominican Republic, look, I know DR lost to Venezuela, but that lineup DR has is ridiculous. I think that's what you want to call a scheduled loss. I think Venezuela and Puerto Rico, it's kind of funny to say this, are the teams we have a better chance to beat, even though those teams are probably, if not all-star teams, basically all-star teams on their own. So that's going to be tough, but... I could definitely see Dean Kramer going on Wednesday, gives him a couple days of rest. So the Baltimore Orioles won't be pissed off either. And more importantly, they won't blow his arm and he could definitely give it, you know, give them some innings after uh, whether it's gold or whatever, starting on Wednesday, but yeah, Kramer, that's really interesting. Now, like you said, with the bullpen. Yeah. Look, Josh Wolf, he's young. He was a part of that Francisco Lindor trade. He's a prospect and it happens. You give up a single or a double, a run scores, you give up a walk. I get it. It happens. It was only one run, though. That's the important thing. He didn't give up four. He didn't give up five. He only gave up one. Um, so, you know, look, rough outing, I guess, but just one run, you know? So we'll see what he does uh, tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday. But once again, he's a young guy. The stuff looked good. There was a couple calls that were a little off the plate that uh, – sorry, not off the plate, but the, the calls that should have been called we're not called and then vice versa, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah. Israeli pitching through strikes, they weren't called. Israeli batters took balls, they were called strikes. So that kind of went that way for Josh Wolf as well. But after Wolf, Zach Weiss came in and he settled things down. When Israel looked rattled on both sides of the field, didn't matter if it was the offense or defense, Israel looked rattled. Let's be honest. After giving up that opening run, you can look at the bench. They did not look happy. There's no more smiles. But Zach Weiss came in, a couple of one, two, three innings, a couple of massive strikeouts there, two innings pitched, three strikeouts, no runs allowed. Um, really came in and settled things down, gave Israel a shot to win this one. And then after that, like you said, Richard Blair came in, solid one inning pitch, like two or three strikeouts, two strikeouts of his own. Um, and then he set it up there for Israel to come back there in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, Dickerson let, you know, let things off with that single and then, as I said, the bottom third of the lineup really took care of business. Garrett Stubbs completed the job. Phillies legend, now Team Israel legend Garrett Stubbs he is. And then at the end, this is what really is interesting for me, and we were talking about this a couple times, I guess, and especially during the interview. Uh, Robert Stock closed the game for the save for Team Israel. And that was really interesting to me because he's one of the starting arms on this team. So I actually expected him to start against Puerto Rico tomorrow because Robert Stock is one of those guys that I believe has played in Asia. So he has a lot of like pro experience. He's, you know, he's one of the older players. Puerto Rico, as we've mentioned a couple of times, is quote unquote, the more winnable game, I guess. So I, I am a little surprised that Robert Stock came out. But at the same time, I don't care. Uh, Ian Kinsler was not messing around. He did not give a crap. He did not care. He just wanted that win. And I don't blame him that, like you said many times. 
Dicker Walkman fans really showed out. The, the 20,000 of them, I'm sure. The crowd was insane. They were very loud. And yeah, like I said already earlier in this interview, Nicaragua in the top of the ninth looked dejected. Their fans did not care, though. They were making a lot of noise. So putting a guy like Robert Stock with multiple types of pitches because he's a starter, not just like one, two as a relief guy, has a few pitches in his arsenal because he's a starting pitcher with some experience uh, that can handle the moment, especially once again, I really want to point this out. You know this for sure because you've been watching WBC for a while, but the Asian countries, Japan or you know Korea or whatever, their fan bases during the games are insane making all this noise and he's used to it. So I think that was also interesting. Maybe that was part of the plan there, putting stock in, but he got the one, two, three inning there. Um, And I don't know about you. Did you see some of those nasty pitches he had? I mean, he had some nice movement on those balls. Oh, a lot of the Israel pitchers, you can see their stuff was working. Like Josh Wolf, uh, his fat he was throwing he was throwing great fastballs up in the zone to to get guys. Obviously, he would, went a little too high sometimes, uh, issue to walk. But he yeah. was looking, Zach Weiss's slider was incredible, and Dean Kramer obviously was at as advertised. So the Israel pitching really showed up. Um, I mean, one run, you know that that's that's what you're looking for. It was yeah. a great game, and uh, with Robert Stock, it seemed to me like it was just uh, Ian Kinsler managing for his life. Like I don't know if he came into this game expecting to use Robert Stock or if he was. Expecting to start Robert Stock later, but I think it was one of those things where it was like, look, we have to win this game to make sure we don't have to go back to qualifiers. Robert Stock's our best option out of the bullpen. We'll start Colton Gordon tomorrow, and we have Dean Kramer again to start later if we need to. So we're going to use Stock now. So they still have a couple of guys. Um, and it, another important thing with the pitch counts, uh, Kramer obviously will need one day of rest, but you have to throw over 30 pitches to be to not be able to go back to back. And none of the Israel pitchers, except for Kramer, exceeded that. So they're all good to go tomorrow. And if they throw again tomorrow, then two days in a row, you have to have a day of rest after that. And that is a little bit of a bummer with the scheduling. Israel got the day off first to begin the tournament, so they don't have the day off built in to rest I their guys. I will say, I think it's because Shabbat. I think it's because of Shabbat. It was yeah, the first game was on Saturday, so there's no they didn't they weren't even able to practice or anything. They didn't even tweet for the for Shabbat on Twitter. So yeah, I think that has to be why because okay. putting making Israel play uh, Saturday or Friday. It just doesn't make any sense, right? That makes sense now that you say it. I didn't even think about that. I just figured it was there's five teams. Somebody's got to get an off day. They picked it. It could be that too, but they might have just said, "Give it to us. We're not going to be doing anything anyway." So that must that must be it. Makes sense. So they they don't have that built in off day, which is a little bit of a bummer. But Ian Kinsler did a great job of managing around that. They'll have Kramer again if they need to, and all their guys are good to go for tomorrow. So I still like their bullpen. They have some guys that didn't use, like Jake Fishman and Bobby Rothman, A-plus name, uh, in there that they can use. And uh, Colton Gordon will be going tomorrow. He's a low minors guy for the Astros. He had like a two-something ERA. He looks pretty good. So we'll see what he can do against Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico's a really good team. Um, Anything else from this game that you wanted to get into? I know a lot happened, but a lot didn't happen at the same time. It was a low-scoring affair. The eighth inning. That's going to be stapled in my memory for quite some time. Um, just an incredible moment. Once again, shout out to Garrett Stubbs. Just unbelievable to uh, put that double into left center field. And also shout out to the bottom third of the lineup for Israel. I mean, they really came through. Alex Dickerson was one of the only guys consistently getting on base today. I mean, Goldfarb got that scoring, uh, scored that tying run. Horowitz with the single to score him. Uh, Wilansky even scored off that Stubbs double with Horowitz. I mean, the bottom third of the lineup really came through today. So we're, I know, I'll say this, we have to see Peterson and Mervis and Galoff. They look good today, a lot of power, but we need to see them get on base as well. So I'm expecting that tomorrow against Puerto Rico. But besides that, like you said, Fishman didn't even start today, didn't even get in. Bobby Russman, I mean, Israel has so many options left in the bullpen that they can start Colton Gordon, like you mentioned, low A guy, 220 ERA with the Houston Astros organization. But guess what? He's a starter 
uh, and a prospect. So he's young, inexperienced, yeah. But if you're a starter playing for an organization like the Houston Astros with a 2-2-0 ERA, he clearly got some stuff. So if you can go three innings, if, all I'm looking for is three innings from Gordon tomorrow with one or two runs max. That gives Israel a chance. Because like you said, Weiss didn't go up past 30 uh, pitches. Blair definitely did not. Uh, Wolf did not. And then, of course, the other guys we haven't even mentioned did not even get in. So Israel, if they can get three innings from Gordon tomorrow with only a couple runs max, hopefully none, but at the minimum or at the most, two runs, the bullpen can come in. They're very, very solid bullpen arms. These are MLB guys. This gives Israel a good shot to upset the Puerto Rican team tomorrow because they have a good offense. The bottom third is going, and I'll say this. I don't mind four games in a row. Baseball is all about streaks, you know? The more you play and the more in the rhythm you get, I mean, the more lucky the more lucky you can get. So, you know, Israel, they're feeling it right now, no doubt. If you look at all their IG stories, they're all resharing the videos, and they're definitely having a good time right now. Um, so they can keep this momentum going into tomorrow. Get Gordon a few innings, only a couple runs. Get that bullpen in there. And then guess what? Tuesday against DR, you can have two starters potentially there, and then you could have Kramer and then Gold or whatever against Venezuela. You have options for Tuesday and Wednesday because Gordon, even two innings, that's enough because they have some guys that can go a couple innings in that bullpen as well. So I like where Israel's at right now. The bullpen really gave them a lot. And um, that's kind of all I got to say. Once again, shout out to Nicaragua. I mean, they really played a fantastic game. I gained a lot of respect for that program and the fan base today. Um, just really fun baseball. Yeah, yeah, they did. They looked really impressive. And speaking of looking impressive, the one thing that I liked about Israel, obviously they only scored three runs in the in the eighth inning, and there were a lot of missed opportunities, that Danny Valencia double play being the biggest among them. But one thing that I liked was it wasn't a lot of just flailing and pitches in the dirt and weak, you know, weak ground outs and stuff. It was a lot of hard hit balls, you know, Geloff, Mervis, Peterson, those kind of guys smoking stuff into the shift, which that's frustrating, but it happens. It, you know, you're making good contact and they're working counts a lot. Ty Kelly had an unbelievable full count walk nine, early in the game. Nine pitches, right? Yeah. There were a lot of three three ball counts, you know, two two and two, three and two counts. Mervis was work, you know, working the plate a lot. So it was good to see that these guys are locked into the plate, even if they weren't getting the results you wanted. So hopefully that'll pay off against Puerto Rico, who presumably will start Jose Barrios, which will be a tougher assignment than Ronald Medrano today. So yeah, we'll see no what doubt. they can do against Puerto Rico. No doubt about that. And once again, look, it's baseball, it's a day-by-day game. Israel has shocked teams before. They can shock teams again. And look, their lineup. It's solid. I mean, the bullpen, once again, these are MLB guys. They got some good affiliate starting pitchers. They got a lineup full of experience that now is feeling the energy that, you know, they you need as a baseball player. You need to have that momentum. You need to have, we'll call it the juice. And um, they got it right now. So uh, we'll see if that momentum could continue tomorrow against Puerto Rico. But regardless, if this is the last win of the, you know, the tournament for Israel, it's the biggest win. And I think this is the way that ended off here because Israel today with this win is 1-0. Nicaragua is 0-2. They now have to beat DR or Venezuela to potentially just tie us for last in the pool. Now, as we mentioned in the last episode, last in the pool, fifth place, automatically relegated. They have to requalify. So for Israel, this is a massive win because more likely than not, they're going to stick around for the next tournament in 2026. But as well, for a small program like israel they get donations and this and that you get a good amount of money if you finish in fourth or third or whatever if you finish in the top four you're going to get some money from wbc 
as a reward. I was listening to the Canada Great Britain game when I was like sixteen to eight. It's unbelievable. Yeah, just God knows how. It's absurd. <laughs> I mean, that game. It's the fifth inning uh, when I when I left to start recording yeah, yeah. this. It was sixteen to eight, and they mentioned that. By the way, insane game. But the point is, for a smaller program like Israel, just finishing third. Yeah, maybe they don't advance, but they get more money, which helps them develop further. And once again, like we mentioned yesterday, that's all that, or the other day, sorry, that's all that matters. Just keep on developing, keep on growing, and do your best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and 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 it is important. It was important for Israel to lock up that first win because now, even if they even if they go one and three, and Nicaragua picks up a win and they go one and three, they'll still have the tiebreaker over Nicaragua. So the only way that Israel won't you know avoid relegation is if Nicaragua wins two more, and then Israel you know has to go has to lose the next three, which could happen. I would very much doubt it. So that's that's good to see. And also, like as we've seen in this tournament. There have been a bunch of upsets. Australia beat Korea in a game nobody thought they could win. Colombia just beat Mexico with their ace on the hill. It, it's been it's been a wild tournament, which has been great to see as a baseball fan. But I could you know I could see Israel doing that. I don't know if they're going to advance. They're going to have to beat three really tough teams. But one more win, who knows what could happen? Puerto Rico suffered some losses. They don't have Carlos Correa, so who knows? I'm I'm excited, looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun, and we can do another one checking in about that. Absolutely, and I will say I agree with you. And with the amount of pitchers that we have that are at our disposal for tomorrow in the next three days anything could happen once again these are mlb guys with a lot of experience a lot of stuff who knows once again Shohei otani was struck uh, struck out against like a guy from czech republic who's like a plumber and yep. no disrespect yep. to that guy but anything could happen i love baseball because of that reason alone anything could happen so let's go israel i'm israel chai it was an unbelievable win um so fired up and really proud of this team too those jerseys are beautiful really proud of the amount of jewish people that showed up there in miami a lot of jewish support behind you know third base a lot of jewish uh, and israeli fans it was really beautiful to see the jerseys are beautiful and more importantly continue on with the beautiful word it's a beautiful win in that eighth inning and of course in the top of the ninth so really fired up and hope to do this soon a hundred percent. Thanks for coming on, Brandon, and breaking it all down. This was a lot of fun. And uh, thanks for dealing with just me since Tom couldn't be here. Uh, what's the best place for people to find you? Go plug everything you're doing. Absolutely. So I uh, be ready for a lot of tweets in the next few days. If you follow me here on Twitter at plant underscore Brandon, uh, I'm tweeting all my thoughts. So good and bad, you'll see it there. And of course, if you're a hockey guy, I'm on YouTube sense talk. If you're a sense fan you can follow me there as well. But if you're looking for team Israel, baseball tweets, at plant underscore Brandon. I'll definitely give you a follow back as well if you shoot me a follow. But uh, incredible game here. Ethan, pleasure. Speak soon. Yeah, awesome, man. Thanks again.